What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the uh, America is Red, White, and Blue podcast for the last time as the America is Red, White, and Blue podcast. Um, difficult day uh, out there on the pitch for our boys in blue. Uh, no secret, very disappointing situation. Uh, but nonetheless, man, it's still the uh, America is Blue podcast. So per usual, you get the first word around here, man. I'm going to start by... Look at this swag, yeah, bro. Look at this hat. This hat looks yeah. great. So thanks for hooking me up with that. Um, it was an unfortunate ending for what was a really exciting run for the men's national team. I think as fans, we all collectively really enjoyed this. Uh, I think it was an important run for the squad, being as young as they are. To me, it felt like what we saw out there today was a bit of a letdown from the excitement and the adulation that we were all feeling by qualifying and winning the game against Iran. Uh, what we showed in those first three games was sharpness and aggression and energy. Uh, the finishing had been a problem throughout, but the guys, I mean, their motors were running and they were sharp and they weren't making the type of mistakes that they made today. So I think there was a little bit of that letdown that happened. Uh, we made mistakes. They capitalized very efficiently and very quickly on them. So I'm, I'm disappointed with the performance and the result today, obviously. Uh, but I think, again, as fans, we should all be walking away from what we've just experienced and watched excited uh, because there is a promising future for the boys that we just got to see. Well, uh, ag- agreed on that front. Um, you know, hats off to the Netherlands being clinical. Um, I mean, both goals in the first half were, you know, pretty much mirror images of each other. Um, difficult uh, situation uh, for us from the American standpoint, but uh, very proud of, uh, of what the guys were able to achieve. It was great to get out of the group. Um, But, you know, now we got to start setting our sights on dominating CONCACAF and continuing to build uh, towards this next world cup performance. But hopefully uh, these guys doing this, having this experience together will help them, you know, continue to develop. They are obviously a very, very young team. Uh, and if we can get some striking talent, continue to reinforce, uh, you know, our back line with some experienced center backs with uh, good ball skills, I think we can continue to uh, develop and compete. Yeah, for sure. And it, you're right. It, it all begins with us becoming the dominant force in CONCACAF <clears throat> and making sure that we don't have any more qualifying snafus. Um, you know, diving into the game today, I guess where we're I'm most frustrated, the lack of energy and just the the difference in pace that I saw today compared to the first three games, I, I, I kind of understand that. Where where I was frustrated is you know, we discussed what we had seen from Holland in their group phase. And again, a very pragmatic approach, a very defensive approach, three in the back, a lot of five in the back, and then looking for those opportunities to go forward. They haven't created a lot of opportunities throughout this tournament so far in now their four games, but they've been able to capitalize right. on them. <clears throat> I think we were outcoached and that's not a knock. This isn't me saying get rid of Berhalter. I think just as these young guys need to learn, you know, Berhalter is not a super experienced coach. I mean, look, put him next to Van Hald. Who do you think has more well, experience? I mean, that guy, Van Hal's got one foot in the grave, right? Of different places. He's won a lot of different things. Uh, he's obviously, you know, classically handsome. Uh, you know, that, that guy's, you know, been, <laughs> guy's been around the block. <laughs> that's like, kind of you that's yeah. kind of you um 
but uh, no, I mean, he, he, he is a really good coach. Uh, to your point, uh, Berghalter was a little bit above his weight class uh, in, in that category. Uh, and from that standpoint, but the thing that surprised me the most was uh, not the clinical finishing necessarily. It was at, at least on the second goal, the blind goal, it was definitely the who it was, you know, daily blind killing us right before the halftime, sucking the air out of everything. You go down, uh, you know, one nil going into the half, you're totally fine. You're completely buoyant. You know, you're you're one moment away from being on level terms. But that second one was just an absolute killer, absolute killer. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to quite leave the coaching thing yet because you know, we were going to go out there and try to do what we did do best. They were going to try to do what they do best. And unfortunately, when with that matchup, it doesn't play to our strengths. It just doesn't. They, they were willing to allow our midfield to have the ball in the center of the park. They were not scared of us whatsoever, nor should they have been. I mean, we barely scored in this tournament. Um, and then as soon as they got the ball turned over, then they unleash. Uh, I thought that the the selection of, of Jesus Ferreira, who hasn't played yet, um, not that he was bad today, but he didn't do anything. Right, like he, he, there weren't no, there weren't glaring errors or horrible mistakes, but he certainly didn't bring anything to the park. Um, and I think we needed to take a different approach. You knew what Holland was going to do in their back, and you know how experienced and talented their three center backs are. So you needed to come up with something where you were going to be able to widen and stretch out that back three by doing overloads on one side by playing in certain channels and gaps. And we didn't even try that. So I was really disappointed with that one aspect of it. Um, and going back to your point a minute ago, um, yeah, the, the, the goal right before the half, that was just <clears throat> the backbreaker. And it was the same mistake. We made the same mistake on all three goals. I can't blame that on coaching. I, I really don't want to dog him. Tyler Adams, he, he screws the pooch on the first one. He's just jogging. He sees Memphis right in front of him. He's just jogging. He's just trotting along, not making the run that he's made a million times in the first three games. Leaves him wide open, cut back pass, and it looked like this was scripted on their end. They're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna create with with our wingbacks. We're gonna push up. We're gonna find cutbacks at the top of the box because their defense is gonna drop deep, and we'll have free runners." And they did it on that one. Then Serginho Dest misses, and let's Daily Blind get by him. And then Jedi Robinson screws the pooch on the last one and leaves Denzel Dumfries completely on. I mean, it it was unbelievable. Same mistake, same mistake all three times. And this was just, this is not what we've been saying. So it's unfortunate. It really was. And I I just, like I said, also the the timing of it too, just so close to the end of the half. Killer. What what have we been talking about this entire tournament? How there's been, you know, 15 minutes of added time every time you turn around. The first time there's a plus one, we can't even get out of the half. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. That that part was yeah. just wildly disappointing. Um, and the the first the first time where I was like, "Up oh, here, here we go," where I had that throw my hands up moment, where it's like, "This is this is where everybody else says we are who they thought they were." Um, you know, being able to being able to get the goal back certainly uh, put some juice back in it. The excitement w- was definitely there. Us us pushing, you know, to to equalize. But obviously that ran dry. And to your point again, Dumfries just hanging out all alone. And it's and it again, it's, it's these guys who aren't known as finishers, but they all had their finishing boots on, all made completely clean contact with the ball. 
Memphis Depay screws up more sitters and goals uh, with Barca and everywhere else he'd go. He's super overrated. But, of course, he scores against us. And Daly Blind, who, I mean, makes you look young, freaking scoring as well. Like, I just, I can't believe it, man. It's it's still uh, still a little tough to take. Well, dude, it speaks to the positions they were in. They didn't do anything dynamic. They were wide open. They All they had to do was make contact, and the ball was going in. All three of them. All they had to do was make contact, and it was in. So, um, dude, we were just, we were messy. We were messy defensively. The midfield, which has been our strength throughout this, they didn't play like they've been playing. There was, you didn't see that energy. You didn't see them closing down on guys. Uh, and a, a more technical Dutch team. Dude, they just played around us. They absorbed the aggression. They waited for a guy to run up, and they just had very quick decision-making. They knew exactly where their outlet passes were, and they were able to slice us up. And, I mean, that is the perfect description. We were. We were just absolutely sliced, completely sliced open. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, like we, just, we, we did say it. Both goals were mirror images of each other. They were ready for this. They were clearly well-schooled and well-drilled on that exact thing. And when you've got... Again, Nathan Ake, Virgil van Dyke, Delict. When you have those types of center backs and defenders watching the back line, that's a, a pretty safe place to be and feel creative if you're an attacking player for the Netherlands. Absolutely. So. You know, as I was right, I was taking you know just some thoughts down on this, and you're just thinking about the pros and cons. So, so backing up away from the specific performance. Again, there's a lot for us to be excited about as we're walking away from this. And, you know, as far as things on the positive side of the ledger, I loved our playing style. I love the fact that we were we, we weren't scared and we weren't playing bunker in football and just hoping and praying that something would go right. Like we were trying to enforce our will on on the other teams and we were trying to put our style and our stamp on each of these games. So I love that. I love the fact that a very, very, very young and talented team was able to get this experience. I mean, we had one guy on the squad who had any World Cup experience. Um, and also, I mean, we can speak to what we we saw today. I have never seen a World Cup in general. So this speaks to the sport and then also the national team. I've never seen a World Cup where I've seen more fans. We're in New York into yes. this. Dude, the bar we went to today was jam-packed line around the block, wrapping around the block to get in, and every single bar in Midtown was packed. So I, I love what this means for attention for the team, for the fan base, for people to really get behind this. Um, I thought all of that was great. I, I definitely agree with with all of those sentiments. And it was. It was an awesome experience, and we're just you're just bummed. You know, that that's the only that's the only yeah. way to, to really say it. It's definitely uh, different than you know a Chelsea loss or or, or something like that, but uh, it really is a reflection of hopefully you know a, a new reinvigorate a new re- reinvigoration of the fan base, and hopefully we you know attract some some new fans to the to the sport and to the team and uh, continue to grow the game in this country because even if we can siphon off just a few more of our top shelf athletes, it's going to make a gigantic gigantic difference for sure and you know on the on the opposite side of the ledger you know as great as this was as much as we loved it we won one out of four games I, I, you know 
that that's just the fact. The England game mm-hmm. was great, even though it was a draw, because that felt like a win, because we were certainly outclassed there. We need to figure out how to work a set piece. It was the most disappointing part of this, whether the deliveries were good, whether the deliveries were bad. We didn't have like one threat on any set piece in four games, which is shocking. Um, in some instances, questionable player selection. Finishing was atrocious throughout. We, we, we need to find a way to either manufacture goals with what we have or, like you said, find a, you know, search for the talent and groom them over the next four years. So we have somebody up top that we can rely on. Uh, and lastly, I would say really questionable substitution timing and substitution effectiveness. Like, did, can you remember one game that we saw out of any of these four where somebody came on the field and you were like, oh, this this guy changed what was going on. He made an impact on the game. There just there really wasn't. And it's not because of the talent. It just felt like the timing and, and, and the result of our substitutions were not great. So all in all, again, a lot to be proud of. There's a lot to be excited about with the squad. Um, I'm going to enjoy watching them develop over the next four years and We'll be back in four years to see how we show our, you know, where we stack up against world class. No doubt. And uh, the last thing I'll say, just at least on the positive side of, of watching the squad, the one thing that always made it so difficult to watch the United States was we were always struggling to get on the ball, to keep the ball. We were always just scraping and dinking and dunking and long balls and kind of sloppiness. We actually had the ball. Which, which was yep. one thing I will say was a, a gigantic improvement from a lot of the products we've been putting out over the past couple of years. Uh, and, you know, having that ball and not have to necessarily fight for every shred of possession was refreshing to see and that we were able to recycle, that we were able to, you know, get the ball back to the center backs and still build up from the back and not get pinned, which is classic United States as well. Uh we kind of gave up the early goal today, but we didn't at any other point in the tournament, which was nice to see. Yeah. So hopefully we can we can build on this man and uh, you know continue to learn from it. But um, one thing I do want to also talk about is: Are we going to get a different coach? All right. So we've called out certain things that we were displeased with. Um, obviously it's a success that we were able to get out of the group. I think for the future of the men's national team, we have to stop looking at that as successful. Like we have to be able to win a couple of games in the knockout stages and show that we belong. I think it's going to be tough, but because I like the playing style, because my perception was that this team was together when these guys won against, like they were going nuts together. Uh, contrast that against all the disruption and the bullshit that we saw on a Belgian team. So I, I like the playing style. What I don't want to see happen here is, is that we, we, we get rid of Berhalter. We bring in somebody else. Now these guys have to learn Agreed. a new no, style. I, I maybe, it's so not, maybe it's not, maybe it's not too. So I think the take. continuity here. Yeah. I think the continuity here with the young squad, I think that's going to make all the difference. I think we stick with him. You can always make a change later, but I think, Based upon World Cup performance and now moving forward, I think we stay with it. I think we build on this. I think we get better at this. Let's see where that takes us. I'm all with it, man. All with it. Uh, I do want to uh, also, we're still going to talk about the man of the match, which is, uh, as always, brought to you by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, 
they're inspiring individuals to be their best selves. Uh, Jay, who are you giving the uh, man of the match to this time around? If it wasn't for that blunder at the end of the first half, I would have given this to Serginho Dust. I thought that he was one of the few guys on, on the attacking end of things who looked really sharp today. Like he looked dangerous out on the wing early in the game, but he had an awful blunder at yep. an awful time. So this is man of the match. It's supposed to be specific to today, but I, I, I can't, it's hard for me to not let what's happened earlier in the world cup bleed into this. Um, I'm going to give it to, to Christian Pulisic. I thought that, you know, again, it wasn't his most amazing performance today. That finish early, I'm not going to hold that against him. That wasn't easy. Um, that would have really changed the complexion of the game if he was able to do something there. Uh, he was able to get, you know, he, he had his impact. But I'm almost looking at this as the totality of the World Cup. I think without him, we're nowhere near what we accomplish. So I'm giving it a Christian. I mean, and that's, that's awesome. I, uh, I gave this a lot of thought. It was, <laughs> it was difficult to, uh, to come up with somebody. Uh, but <laughs> I, I kind of looked at it the, the, the same exact way. This was more of a lifetime achievement award of this tournament, uh, than, than it is, uh, the individual, uh, award. I actually have, uh, our number 10, Christian Pulisic as man of the match as well. He, he did show up, uh, he obviously had to had to go through some stuff to get himself in a position to play, uh, but he he didn't look uh, off the off the pace. Um, I think sometimes, and maybe this is me sounding defensive, he never gets calls. He never, he, you know, he gets pushed and shoved a ton and, and kicked, and he's never drawing these fouls. But I feel like if it was Jack Grealish, uh, he'd be he'd be getting the uh, he'd be getting the whistle. But I guess that's another story for another day. Yeah, we're back to Jack. So, I mean, again, moving on from here, we still have plenty of blues to no pay doubt. attention to throughout the tourney. Um, you know, we'll certainly be around chatting about it, seeing how these boys do. Hopefully, we'll get a couple of blues in the finals. Hopefully, somebody will come away with some some life changing silverware. So, this tourney's not over just because we're no, out. it's definitely not. And we got some exciting, you know, matchups that are coming. Again, we got Koba coming down the pike. We got Mason Sterling still alive uh, with the English. Hakeem is still uh, alive. That that matchup with Spain is going to be awesome. I'm really, really looking forward to that one. I think that one's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be back in the next couple of days to uh, settle, uh, settle up with everybody and uh, close out the accounts for the World Cup. We appreciate it, everybody. America is blue, and we'll talk to you guys next time.